born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live been rose again Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment. But first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. For Jesus saved my soul that night. We're doing some studies on Sunday mornings in the book of 1 John. And the focus is on fellowship. After you have trusted Christ as your Savior, the greatest thing you can do as a child of God is learn how to walk with the Lord. And nobody can do it for you. Sometime we will word it differently. Will you dedicate your life to the Lord? Will you serve the Lord? Will you commit your life to Christ? That's always for service, never for salvation. Salvation is always free. Never get the two mixed up, or you'll wind up questioning your salvation or teaching works for salvation, and you're going to have a a can of worms on your hands. Always rightly divide the word of truth. And so here in the book of 1 John, we're going to talk about the word light, L-I-G-H-T. Because, you see, the Bible talks about God is light. Jesus Christ is light. So I want you to um, take your Bible and turn to the book of John in chapter 1. In the book of John, in chapter 1, the Bible tells us this. Yes, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life. In Him is the eternal life, and the eternal life is the light of men. That is one thing that we're always seeking for the light of how to have eternal life. Nobody wants to die. Well, there might be some people that want to die, but they haven't really thought the thing through about the consequences. They think, well, death will just end it all. No, it's just the beginning of eternity for you. But here in the Gospel of John in chapter 1, look there in verse 6. There was a man sent from God, and he says his name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, L-I-G-H-T. Now this is important because we're going to talk about in the book of 1 John about walking in the light. So you need to understand what John, who was used by the Lord to write 1, 2, 3 John, and also the book of Revelation here, the Gospel of John. And so there is a connection between the two. And he says, He came to bear witness of the light, that all men 
through him might believe. Now the reason that Christ came into the world, paid for all the sins of the world, is so that all men in the world would believe on Jesus Christ in order to have this eternal life. And you'll notice what he says here in verse 4, where he says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended or understood it not. Because the light, Christ, came into the world, and the world knew him not, and rejected him. Look what he says here in verse 9. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. In other words, God has given every man evidences of the light. In other words, the evidence is that there is a God. Everything that you see is evidence. And that's the tracks that God left, meaning that there's somebody made all of this. So when you see the stars and the sun and the moon and people and animals and grass and trees, everything that you see is the evidence that God has given some light to every man. And if we'll follow light and follow truth, it'll always lead to the source of light, the source of truth, which always leads back to the Lord. Now, when he makes this statement down through here, I want you to notice there's a, another scripture that kind of goes with this. Look there in the book of John in chapter 3, the gospel of John in chapter 3. Because we know he came into the world so that the world might believe. And so he is the light. People walk in darkness, they walk in sin. So we're going to explain the difference between light, darkness. Light, truth, light, holy, God, righteousness. Sin is darkness. So the Bible tells us to walk in the light, which is the spirit, and not in the flesh, which is dark. One is sin, and one is truth. So he says here in the Gospel of John chapter 3, look in verse 17. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might do what? Might believe. So God wants every person in the world to believe on him. And that means they have to see the light. It's the light that shineth in the darkness. And in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, it is the light of the gospel which reveals the face of God himself. So when we give the gospel, that is the picture of what God is like. Even though regardless of what we have done, how bad we are, the truth of the matter is, look how good God is in comparison to how bad we are. So he says here in the book of John, chapter 3, in verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, a man is not waiting to be condemned. He's already condemned. Christ came not to condemn him because he's already condemned. He came to save him. So I don't try to go around and try to convince everybody how bad they are. If you're not perfect, you're a sinner. That's as far as you need to go on that, probably. But to realize that Christ loves the world. It doesn't matter if they've had an abortion. It doesn't matter if they're a homosexual. It doesn't matter if they're a drunkard. or Whatever sin they may have tacked onto them, God so loved the world. Every person in the world, regardless of their sin. God doesn't love some people more than he does others. And just because, well, I've never done that and that and that. Yes, but have you ever told a lie? Remember, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden for one sin. And all they did was eat some little old fruit. 
but they had rebelled against the Lord. So now I want you to look at this verse. Look there in verse 19. This is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world, and men love the light. No, men love the darkness. And it says here, rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Sinful people love sin. And because they sin, light exposes. And that's why we don't sometimes want to hear the truth, see the truth, know the truth. That's why a lot of people don't, can't speak the truth. Because there's something inside of a man that seeks to rebel against light. But now go back here. Look what he says here in verse 20. Every one that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Now, get this. There's doeth evil and doeth good. You see, the good thing that a man can do is trust Christ as Savior. The evil thing that a man can do is to reject the light. A person is saved because he accepted the light. A man stays lost because he rejects the light. And so those who want to know the truth can know the truth, and those who rebel against truth will walk in darkness and live their whole life in darkness. So you see, there's a thing about studying the Bible called the Bible is truth. And truth lets in the light. And this is why we study the Word of God, because it's the truth that guides us into the will of God. So I want you to see this because it is so very important. I want you to take your Bible and look now in the book of John chapter 5. The Gospel of John and chapter 5. Now this is in the Gospel of John because we're going to be going to another book that talks about the very same thing. And then when you put it all together, I think you'll see it a little bit better. In John in chapter 5 and verse 28. He says, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, get this, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Now, it seems like your eternal destination depends upon whether you did good or bad. Well, the good is that you accepted the light, and the evil is that you rejected the light. Because the book is written to those who will believe on Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of the whole book. These things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life through His name. So the purpose is, do you or do you not have eternal life? The only thing that God wants us to do is to come to the light, believe the truth. Trust Christ as our Savior, and He will give us as a free gift eternal life. I once was lost. For 18 years, I was lost. My father-in-law brought to me the light. I saw it. Eternal life is the gift. It's not of works. Not of works means it's not according to how you live. People cannot believe that to this day. You got churches that are filled with people believe how you live determine your destination. And it's not true. Not of works means not according to the way you live. The Bible states that over and over again. But anyway... When he talks about those who do good is those who accept Christ as Savior. Those that do it evil are those who rejected Christ. 
Many people will see a word like that, and automatically it means you've got to live your whole life doing good or your whole life being bad and based upon how you live. No, it's your decision that you made. Did you accept or reject the light? Because all of it boils down to the light, which is Jesus Christ himself. Now, I want to um, have you look at another verse with me in chapter 8, the book of John, Gospel of John in chapter 8. And um, there's a, another little incident that takes place here. In chapter 8, you'll notice there in uh, verse 12, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So when we trust Christ as our Savior, and if we follow the Lord, we will walk in light. Walking in the light means walking in the truth. means that's your new birth, not the old nature, the flesh birth. But I want you to look in chapter 9, John chapter 9 and verse 5. In verse 5 he says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. He's not one of many lights. He is the light of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is light. So when you people reject Jesus Christ, they're rejecting truth, they're rejecting light, they're rejecting God. They're rejecting love, they're rejecting salvation, because there is no other way. Now, turn in your Bible to the Gospel of John in chapter 12. John chapter 12, and look there in verse 35. Now in verse 32, he talks about, I will be lifted up from the earth and will draw all men unto me. He draws all men unto him through the people who go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature about the payment that he made on the cross. Then he says in verse 35, Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. And he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. So whether he's talking to the lost man, to the Christian who walks in the flesh. The Christian who walks in the flesh walks in darkness and he can't see where he's going. That's the lost man and it can be a Christian. Because a lost man can walk in the flesh and a Christian can walk in the flesh. Then he says up here in verse 36. While you have light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. You see, if he's the light and I'm born of God, then all of us, as the Bible says, God sent Jesus into all the world. And he's the light of the world for people to see, to understand, to know about God, have eternal life. You and I, when we trust Christ as our Savior, now we are the lights in the world. And so we are the ones that are supposed to be carrying this light of the gospel, this treasure in earthen vessels into the world. That's why we like the radio ministry and the YouTube ministry. People from around the world that are seeing some light. And you ought to see some of the comments that people give me. Uh, some are not all good. <laughs> some of them are pretty good. But notice down here in verse 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide where? In darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. 
He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. This verse 48 is either accept or reject the light. And so I, by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, God gives you eternal life. You become his child. Now look up here very quickly. This is when we were born into the world. This is our flesh birth. The flesh birth, this is not of God. He says in Romans chapter 9 and verse 8, They that are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. Just because you're born into this world doesn't make you his child and does not make you a God your father. So the children of the flesh, we have a sinful nature. Sinful nature means we sin. We choose voluntarily to sin. And when we sin, we have to die. That's why everybody born in the flesh has to die. But God loves us, not talking about our sinful nature, but he loves us. And so he says the only hope for man is he has to be born again. But many people think that God is going to clean up this guy, change this guy. It's like taking a, a jalopy that you have. Anybody know what a jalopy is? Now, if we're going to convert that into a Lamborghini, now we've got some work to do. But if you convert that old jalopy into a Lamborghini, you'd say, well, well, where's the jalopy? Well, you wouldn't see the jalopy because it was converted into and changed into a, a Lamborghini. So now you see a Lamborghini. So they think that's what happened to the lost man. You've taken this old lost man... And now you've cleaned them all up and you've converted them into something else. So some people say, well, when you got saved, God changed you totally. And therefore, that old sinful nature is gone. It's been eradicated and that doesn't exist anymore. And therefore, I should see that totally new man and the old man is gone. They don't get it. That's not the Bible. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, God says you were born again. When Jesus was here, he says... That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. God didn't come to change this old man. He came to give you a new birth. This one is born of God. Spiritual. So I have a new birth born of God. If I'm born of God, this one doesn't have a sinful nature. This one, my flesh, does. So I have two births, two natures. Sinful, can't do anything right. Holy, can't do anything wrong. And they both live inside of this one body. And they're fighting over the use of this body. And that's why we have a conflict in our life. If I walk in the flesh, I'm going to be walking in darkness, and I'm going to be living in sin. Is it the will of God for His children to live in sin? No. God wants me to walk in the Spirit, walk in the light, to have a life that's pure and clean and righteous. This is what God wants. First John is about this. If I want to walk with God, then I can't walk in the flesh because God doesn't walk in the flesh. God can walk in perfect harmony with my new birth because it has no sinful nature. So I am an individual and I got these two natures and I can choose and go back and forth. And one day, in one moment, you're doing what God wants. In the next moment, you've got bad thoughts and the wicked. That comes from this old nature. If you understand it, then you can learn how to discern how you're walking. And if you're walking the light, according to truth, according to the Word of God, then you're going to have fellowship with God. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? 
The flesh never agrees with the Spirit. The Spirit does not agree with the flesh. There is no compatibility. There is a war that goes on all the time. Take your Bible and turn to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. We'll get to 1 John in just a minute. Colossians in chapter 1, I want you to look there in verse 9. In verse 9, it says, For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Look up here. Now that I have two verses, God wants me to be filled with the knowledge of His word for a reason. So he says here in verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing. In other words, look up here. Because God wants me to walk in the Spirit and learn how to please the Lord. God is not pleased when I rebel against the Lord and walk in the flesh. That is not the will of God. So I have this battle that goes on. And one day I'm fine and the next day I'm not. Have you noticed that you have a battle in your life? You want to serve the Lord and you don't. You want to witness and you don't. You want to study the Bible and you don't. You want to go to church, you don't. You want to sit here and listen to the preacher, and you don't. You hope I go for three hours, you don't. <laughs> now I know where you are. So you look there in verse 10. Being fruitful in how many good works? Every good work. In other words, if you let the Lord lead and guide you, teach you the word of God, then God wants you to be fruitful in everything that you do. Look at the next part. He says, and always increasing in the knowledge of God. Well, I studied the Bible 15 years ago. Why do I have to do it again? Every day, study, read. And come to church every time you can, Sunday night, Wednesday night, anytime you can, learn more. Increasing in knowledge. Any service you miss that you could have learned something is going to cost you somewhere down the road. Because ignorance is no excuse. You ever heard that before? There's some knowledge that you didn't learn in some meeting that was preached, and it could have got you something that could last for eternity and saved you from a lot of bad decisions. But because you didn't know that knowledge, it cost you. But you don't know what it's cost you. You won't know until you get to heaven to find out what you could have done because of what you could have known. Does God know the potential in every individual? He knows what you could have done with your life. True. And He knows what you did. And yet you're the one that decides whether or not to walk in the light or to walk in the darkness. To walk in the flesh or to walk in the spirit. That's why he says in the book of Galatians in chapter 5, he says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You still got them, but you don't have to fulfill them. You don't have to have the old sinful nature dominate you, reign over you. Now, you still got an old sinful nature, and you still have the temptations and the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You still got all of that. Because God, see, didn't change your first birth. He simply gave you a new one. This one is different from this one. And when this one dies, because the sinful nature is in our members, we get a new body without a sin nature. And we'll live for all eternity. So I'm just waiting till I die so I'll live forever. You got that. 
Look what else he says in verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet or fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Underline that phrase, saints in light. Because that's what you are now. You are a saint in light. You're a saint in Christ. You're a saint in truth. That's how God sees you. You are in a position now that's just plain unreal. And your works didn't put you there. It was by faith and faith alone. So you have the opportunity in living in this world to walk in light. Walk as though you can see. Walk as though you can see. A lot of people can't see and they stumble all over the place. In other words, they're making the bad decisions. They've fallen in love with the world. They can't see into eternity. And it's going to cost them. You see there in verse 13? Who hath delivered us, this is past tense, delivered us from the power of darkness. You see, that's the power of that old sinful nature. You've been delivered and if you'll walk with the Lord, you can have power over sin in your life. But if you don't walk with the Lord, the power of sin is going to destroy you. You see, God has saved us from the very penalty of sin. We're now in the process of being delivered from the power that your sinful nature can have in your life. And one day, yes, He will deliver us from the very presence of sin. But we're not there yet. We're still here. And that's why if you'll walk in the light... As he is in the light, you can have fellowship with the Lord. Because fellowship with the Lord is a walk. It's not a standstill, but I'll show you that in a second. So, as he says here, translated into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Being redeemed means I've been forgiven of my sins. All right, look up here. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, God has already forgiven you of all sins done in the flesh. Because he's moved you over here. That's why in the book of Romans in chapter 4, whenever you sin, the sins that you commit cannot be imputed to you. No sin can be imputed to you. Why? Because this one never sinned. This is the one that sins. Blessed is the man to whom God, God, will not impute sins to me. It's good news. So God says, now, we need to realize that when we walk in the flesh, that is sin, that is rebellion, that is disobedience, and you need to call it what it is and name it what it is, that that's sin. Lord, I was not walking in the Spirit. I'm walking in the flesh. So if you understand it, then it's good. But sin can deceive you. And if you say, well, I don't have a sinful nature... Lord, I don't, I don't have a sinful nature. This is me. No, 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 no. If we say we have no sin, we what? We're lying. Now, I'm glad you saw that. Now, look here in the book of 1 John. 1 John in chapter 1. There's just three main things here, or four main things that I have on your notes. One is fellowship messages for God's children. The lost man can't have fellowship and walk with God. Number two is sin destroys the fellowship. And number three, confession is to maintain fellowship with the Lord. And number four, Christ is our defense 
when we do walk in the flesh. So now you just got all four of your notes covered right there. See there? In 1 John chapter 1, I want you to look there in verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That means there is no sin in him. He is perfect, he is righteous, and there is no sin in him. Amazing grace amazes me. Dr. Arnold has many items to help you in your walk with the Lord, including videos, books, tracks, outlines to hundreds of sermons, over 4,000 radio messages, and preaching schedule. Once again, feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. That's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace. Amazing.